Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And we're back another week sitting on our couches and or broken futons <laughs> and just watching movies at home. The good old fashioned way. I thought you were going to start this up with uh, Carol. Oh, hey there, you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol <laughs> from Two Dudes Movie Reviews <laughs> <laughs> with Carol <laughs> and God dang Joe Exotic. <laughs> Broke as shit. I tried drugs. <laughs> that guy's awesome. <laughs> you love Joe Exotic? I don't, but I do. <laughs> I, I love the memes that have come out of that show. What a shitty nickname. Like, could how that's less that that is more lazy than two dudes movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. His name is Joe or Joseph, and he dabbles in exotic animals. Oh, I say dabble. He literally centers his whole life around that and killing that that bitch Carol Baskin. I was gonna say I didn't get it before, but now I got it. And okay, now it's good. really clever. Well, it's because you haven't finished it yet. Except, yeah, all the pieces come together at the end. You're like, oh, I get it now. Now I get why he, why he's called Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. the fucking series that's sweeping the nation, which. I got to say, I know we're not a TV podcast, but being that the movie options right now are so limited in terms of like new stuff, I'm happy to have this because I think I've said on recent episodes, like I don't watch a lot of TV anymore and I know you don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So it's good to have something, some like fresh blood in us. It's good to like take a break from the movies and have some new entertainment. That's a little bit different. Definitely a lot different actually. Yeah. I'm I'm just enjoying going back and like, oh, I've always wanted to watch this movie. Like, let me watch that and stuff. So that's what I'm using this time for. Like Deep Throat and the friggin' <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's porno. Is that a thing? You didn't know about that? No. Like his first movie role and it's just straight up like hanging dong porno. <laughs> it's just... Uh-uh. And I think he was referred to as the Italian Stallion. It might even be called the Italian Stallion. Don't quote me on that. I admittedly am not a professional in Sylvester Stallone porn. Okay. All right. I thought, but I assume that's why we had you on the show. But yeah, <laughs> I was a Stallone bone expert. <laughs> that's what they call it. The Stallone bone. Don't you hate it when you're walking down the street and you see a Stallone bone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knickknack paddywhack. Give a dog a Stallone bone. <laughs> That's what I always say. Nick Nick Padua, give us Stallone Bone. 
Give Stallone, oh, yeah. or you give Stallone a Stallone bone. Oh, I think some. I think Vin Diesel has a Stallone bone. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel has a dumb bald head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the way this episode's gonna go already? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> L- <laughs> let me rephrase that. He's bald. <laughs> yes, and his head is quite stupid. <laughs> No, we're kidding, of course, because, you know, I would take him on the show as a guest. Oh, yeah. Only he wants if to. he wears that tank top. Oh, the man. The wife beater. Yeah. And his chain. Yeah, exactly. Getting me hard, bro. Yeah. I hope I hope people are excited for this because I wasn't excited to watch the movie. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, We're doing a we're doing another VOD streaming movie bloodshot today. And yeah, it, it already did not have good reviews by the time we're getting around to it. We are getting around to it a little bit later than we normally do reviews, but given the circumstances, this is just what it is right now. Yeah, we um we actually put up a poll and we were like, should we do the hunt or should we do bloodshot? And that was right before like everything like shut down. Like that's before then we put that poll up, not knowing that was gonna happen. And uh Right. And so we're like, oh, well, we'll do the hunt. And then all this happens. So we're like, well, now we're doing both of them. But uh, yeah, you I, guys win. I, I told you I was uh, I was on like such a high because I was like watching all these like bangers that like, either like I love or like we're seeing for the first time. And I was just like, man, this is great. I've seen so many good movies. I watched The Lobster recently. I've never seen that before. I've always wanted to watch that. And then oh, I want to check that out. Yeah, I, I watched that. And then and then I had to watch this and it just totally killed my buzz <laughs> <laughs> well don't spoil everything so soon geez well, no, we can just start with tomato I, tomato at that point no i'm just saying like that that was just how i felt when i turned it on because i was like oh geez but then i left and i was like oh, holy shit man you left your bed to go to your bathroom yeah and i said holy shit and then i pooped <laughs> <laughs> pooped and then you cranked down exactly that's what happened <laughs> went to brown town and then you fucking crank down <laughs> is that a is that like a slogan that's a life motto it's my life motto <laughs> every time i shit i jerk off at simultaneously <laughs> if i can yeah if the opportunity presents itself i wonder if it's like one of those things where it's like uh you can't cough and fart at the same time or, or something. No, that's I don't possible. Know if that's the one. That is possible. But you know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> there's those bodily things where it's like, it's impossible to do these two things at once. I wonder if you could like e-jack and deuce at the same time. I'm sure it's possible. I'll figure it out. I think anything's possible. <laughs> if you put your mind to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now is not the time to be giving this idea because people have time on their hands. Yeah. People are like, Oh, so, Okay. We're going to try this stuff. We got to be careful with what we put out into the world now. That's actually a great point. Yeah. You don't want to influence anybody. (laughs) Don't try this at home. (laughs) You have to do like one of those like jackass warnings at the beginning of it. Warning. These idiots have no idea what the fuck they are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, we're Sky and Colin and this is Jackass. (laughs) Then you shoot a firecracker into my butthole. <laughs> we don't have a wee man. We just use uh, Logan. Yeah. He's small. Yeah. Put him in a put him in a rocket launcher. Exactly. But how, how have you been, sir? How have you been? Oh, since we last recorded, I've been great. 
Oh. <laughs> Since uh, half an hour ago when we recorded last week's episode. <laughs> I was just trying to be nice. I got you. Well, since we last spoke, I gave Logan a bath. Okay. I drank a beer. Okay. And Logan and I recorded the first episode of our podcast, so you're being replaced. Oh, this is this is a bad day now. I was yeah, having I a good day in confinement. <laughs> oh, yeah. What have I done since we stopped recording? I played the new Call of Duty and won a match. That was wow, cool. you won one. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Do you um, feel like a big man? Yeah, I'm I'm hyped. That made your made your pee pee a little bit bigger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your what was your KDR? I went fifteen and one. Whoa. Yeah, Look at this master chief. That's Halo. But Whatever. anyway. <laughs> actually speaking speaking of shooters though, I I because this relates to a movie. I I got the new Doom game. Okay. Is that a new cool? Doom game. Yeah, and, and I think you would actually dig it because it's like really old school and it's got the metal music playing in the background the whole time. Ooh, and uh, some Rob Zombie. I don't know. Dig I don't through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my Dragula. What is that? That's Dragula. Oh, I don't know. Old I don't Rob know Zombie song. <laughs> it's dope. I'm, you should look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dope. It's got Power Man 5000 in it. Oh, okay. This is what it's like when worlds collide. Sounds like a dog dying in the background. <laughs> I always like doing the uh, the system of a down where you just yell you wanted to. You wanted to. You wanted to. I'm always wondering, Colin, why did you put the kids up on a table? I wanted to. Oh, okay. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Officers, this isn't our guy. <laughs> what a dumb lyric. Yeah. Well, nobody's challenging them. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say like that. That's like some little kid logic where you're like, "Hey, why did you poop on the floor?" And they're like, "I wanted to," and you're like. Okay, I guess I have to accept this. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of those famously misheard lyrics. Like, you know, there's songs where like everybody thinks they know what it is. And then you find out later, you're like, what? I've been doing it wrong the whole time. I wonder if it's actually like they're not saying I wanted to. It's like even more childish. Like, I want a juice. <laughs> like, because that's like my son's logic. It's like, why did you do that? He's like, I want a juice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's not how you get it. <laughs> Take that kid down off of that table. <laughs> Where did you find another kid in this house? Yeah. Right. We're on quarantine. No extra kids in here. You found a random kid and then stood him on your table. And then you yeah. looking for juice. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a nice centerpiece. Oh, exactly. He's like a cornucopia. <laughs> we only bring him out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest of the year, he the stays rest in the, the year attic. and stuffed away in a Tupperware in the <laughs> attic. <laughs> <laughs> what is this room <laughs> we only break him out on special occasions yeah he's the fine china <laughs> does anybody have fine china anymore <laughs> oh man yeah this is gonna be a silly episode i think guys uh full disclosure i'm a few beers in oh and uh i think you're drinking now too right Yes, I'm having a Budweiser. 
Um, that is, oh, in case you didn't know, the king not a of sponsor. beers. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a Budweiser, the king of beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm having a Coors Light, cold as the Rockies. The banquet beer. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one that's, um, is it, uh, is it Miller Light is the, is the champagne of beer? It shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but I'm pretty sure it's Miller. It's one of the M beers. But yeah, guess what? It isn't. And that's yeah. also not what I'm drinking. I am drinking a Blue Moon. Oh, nice. That's actually a good choice. Blue is the moon on the day you were born. <laughs> I don't think that's their slogan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they is. have a slogan. Yeah, probably just like, it's got some orange in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll look at the bottle right now, see if I can find something nice. Blue Moon brewed with Valencia orange peel. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's lame as shit. Yeah, that's not a good one. I feel like a loser drinking this now. <laughs> but it comes in a bottle. I prefer drinking out of bottles than cans. Well, I will say this Blue Moon slogan for their beer is a lot cooler than the slogan for dead or Bloodshot. What's the, what's the thing for Bloodshot? The slogan for Bloodshot is... You don't need to have a past to have a future. God damn it. <laughs> he still has a past. Of course he he remembers shit. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that could have been a game for this, but like, guess which ones are the actual slogans? Because there's usually a couple. Yeah. Oh, that, that's actually a really good idea for a game. Okay, now we got to do that. Yeah. I'm but here for it. Too late now. Yeah. Because we already one, know but... one of them. You know what? The, during this time, we're having a lot of a lot of brainstorming moments. So I, I uh, I'm all about that game. I think that could be fun. That was like when we did the game where I read you Quentin Tarantino fan reviews. Oh yeah, we gotta do one of those again. Yeah, those that was fun. We yeah, maybe we come up with more recurring games instead of just relying on having a pun, which <laughs> is not easy to do all the time. Yeah, no, recurring games would be much easier. Yeah, but when have we ever taken the easy way out? Except for almost always. <laughs> No, we watched so many movies last year. That was not easy. We, we are professionals. We are professionals. And speaking of all those movies we saw last year, our book is done. It's readily available. So we want to get it into the Swampy's hands, right? Yep. But Colin, how do they get it? In order to get the book, the 2019 Two Dudes Movie Reviews Yearbook, all you need to do is like any of our social media platforms and then repost retweet share whatever our profile or one of our posts and just be like hey everybody check out this podcast it's awesome and then we'll send you a direct message with a link and you can download it from there yeah or if you don't want to post because you're a piece of shit swampy and you just want to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts and you shoot us a message or an email or something with a little screenshot of you leaving said review we give it to you that way because why not yep yeah because it's free, so it's not hurting us to give it to you. But, you know, we want a little bit of something because it took a long time to make that book. Yeah. Yes, it did. So, yep. So, the yes, least you can do is spread the love. <laughs> so, I'm excited for uh, for this episode. Oh, yeah, me too. Because uh, it's another superhero movie. And where we don't have Fast 9 to jerk off to anytime soon. That so, was not what was going to happen. Pretty sure. So <laughs> how else were we going to get the NOS in our veins? That's it. Give it the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got an IV drip of four loco right now. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I know. I can hear it. 
Yeah, dude, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Vin Diesel. I actually, I, uh, I brought Brandon. Vinny D. Yeah, I, I brought Brandon in my room. While I was watching it today, and I was like, I was like, Brandon. I was like, come in, come here. And he walked in, and I was just like, behold. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we will get to it. I promise. Because there's a couple of moments where shit goes down that I, I literally like. I had a red mark on my head because I kept slapping my forehead. <laughs> like, just what the fuck? <laughs> Not even sc- just kind of like, oh my god. There's a few moments what that happened. I, I think at? my actual reaction to it was just me going. Ah! <laughs> 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 that pure, is an acceptable reaction. Pure amazement and shock. <laughs> Shock and awe and trailer park. Let's go. Let's do it. So what are we talking today? Well, since, you know, the theaters are closed down, a lot of movies are falling on VOD that were supposed to come out around now or had just hit theaters right before this whole quarantine shutdown happened. And there's one movie in particular that has had a number of setbacks and new release dates and stuff that is yet again delayed because of now the cor- the pandemic. And I'm starting to think it's actually their fault because they were just like, oh no, we're actually going to release this movie now. We need another way to push it back because it's going to suck. <laughs> and then uh, they were like, oh, we'll just make this virus because we're going to talk about New Mutants. Yes, that is X-Men The New Mutants. Oh, is that the full title? Yeah, man. In case New Mutants wasn't clear. Well, I I, I guess a lot of casual fans don't know anything about New Mutants. Yeah, I think they had to throw X-Men in there. But yeah, man, this movie was supposed to come out like last year, and then they pushed it back, and then it was supposed to come out like this month or last month, and then it got pushed back again. I think it was supposed to come out like February of last year. I I can't remember if it was Anya Taylor-Joy or Maisie Williams or, or someone else involved in this, but they asked them about it, and... They were like, I have no idea if that thing's ever going to come out. Yeah. Like, even the actors in this movie are just like, I, psh, whatever. <laughs> well, they've been done with it for a minute, so I'm sure they're not. Yeah. It's like, well, they don't need me for any of it. Like, we shot that movie two years ago. I have no idea what's up with it. This would actually be a perfect movie, though, to put out on VOD, don't you think? Yeah, because it's like, you pushed it back this far. It's like, why make anybody wait? Like, do you really think... People are going to be clamoring to go to the theaters to see this, especially if when they release, you know, when they open the theaters back up, they start releasing all of this other stuff that was on hold. And now you got new mutants competing with like a quiet place to Wonder Woman 1984, like all of these things that are, I think, way more anticipated. They're going to get slaughtered in the box office anyways. Just throw it on VOD. Yeah, and I agree. I thought that they were would at least entertain it because like. Again, I think that it's doomed at the box office and full disclosure, I don't think it's going to be very good. Everything we've heard and the people that produced it a little bit worry me. I do like a lot of the actors in it, though. Um, That is something that I do like, but uh, I just don't have much faith in it. But, you know, if they could get people, you know, especially when there's not a lot of movies out and they could be like, hey, this is one out of like six movies that are out. I think they could get a lot of people to buy it for $20. You'll probably get us. Yeah. I mean, that is... More than enough. <laughs> yeah. Here's $40 for your fucking movie. <laughs> now, I'm trying to remember. Is this Sony? Or, I mean, or no, Fox. No, this, this Fox. was, was going to be Fox. And then 
Disney, because that was part of the confusion too, because people were like, uh, Disney might just kill New Mutants. Yeah. After how bad Dark Phoenix was. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't seem like they will. Like at this point, like it's made, you know, like (laughs) I guess they're just going to go through with it. I am surprised they didn't put it out at this point. After the trailer, I'm going to want to ask you about some of these characters because I think you're more knowledgeable when it comes to X-Men and a lot of these characters I don't know anything about. Well, I'll tell you this before we even do that. A lot of these characters are like D-listers. Oh, really? Because New Mutants is part of X-Men lore, but somewhat vaguely. Like New Mutants is almost like a testing ground in the comics for like new characters. Like uh, Deadpool's first appearance was in New Mutants. Oh, cool. Kind of Domino's first appearance was New Mutants, but then it turns out it was actually Copycat. Is that's a whole weird thing. And I think it's the same issue. Cable's first appearance was New Mutants. So like there's a lot of characters who became more influential and important in X-Men that started in New Mutants. I think Anya Taylor-Joy's character is one that's a little bit more popular because she's playing magic. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. But like Maisie Williams, she's playing Wolfsbane. I don't know anything about Wolfsbane. Oh, she's like a wolf lady. Okay. There you go. (laughs) The name could have told you that. (laughs) Yeah. Henry Zog is playing Sunspot. I don't know anything about that character. His power is he he turns into like a little spot that's hot like a sun. Oh, are you joking? You're being for real? No, I'm joking. Okay. It's like fire manipulation and stuff. Okay. But not like Pyro. Pyro can only manipulate fire. Sunspot yeah. like becomes fire, almost like Human Torch-esque. He, he flames on? Oh, he flames on and on. <laughs> and yeah, there's... Is it uh, Moonstar? Danielle Moonstar is another character in this. Oh, Danny Danny Moonstar? Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about her. I know of her. Yeah. This is what I mean. Like, I'm not super familiar with a lot of new mutants, and a lot of these characters are newer new mutants. Like, Magic is a more modern character, whereas most of my knowledge, especially of new mutants, ends in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Like, Magic, like, shows up in a lot of, like, newer Marvel-themed, like, games, specifically, like, mobile. Like, I feel like every Marvel mobile game I've downloaded, Magic's in it. Yeah. So, I think she's getting more popular. And I think the last character in it is Cannonball. Do you know anything about Cannonball? Yeah, Cannonball's pretty cool. He's been around for a long time. And I think he used to he used to do some stuff with, like, a later rendition of X-Factor, like, with, uh, like, Strong Guy on the team and stuff like that. Like, this would have been, this would have been, like, late mid to late 90s maybe okay charlie heaton from from stranger things is playing cannonball oh okay that's cool i didn't realize that's who he was see that's another thing well we'll talk about it when we roll the thing but i can't tell who any of these guys are based on the trailers like i mean i guess that's a good thing nobody's in like their comic book costumes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but just by looking at them i wouldn't have been able to tell you who the fuck anybody was supposed to be yeah They're going for like that uh that Harry Potter three vibe where it's like, no, they're just normal kids. They're wearing their street clothes, but they're like not normal kids at all. Yeah. You wanna get into this? Yeah, let's do it. What's the last thing you remember, Danny? He said we had to run. Spooky. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Still got that Fox logo. Not anymore. Do you know who mutants are? 
mind to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. I just lost control. Sam? I started rising. People got hurt. Roberto? My girlfriend had burned her. Ileana? I killed 18 men. One by one. So she's supposed to be like kind of Russian, right? Yeah. Because I think magic in the comics is very closely connected to Colossus in a way, but I don't know how. Okay. That sounds like a Russian accent that she's doing there. Find out your power so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. Takes your greatest fear and makes you live through it until it kills you. Who's there? You know what the thing is about this? This just looks jump scary. Like it looks very jump scare centric. Yeah. Oh wow. See, I haven't seen this trailer yet. So that's the first time I saw any of the power stuff. Because the first trailer, it it didn't showcase any superpowers. Like, you would almost not even suspect that it was a superhero movie. And especially not related to, like, X-Men or anything. It just looked like a horror movie. And I'll say this, too. The first trailer, and, like, when this was supposed to be first coming out, I was really into it. Because New Mutants is a team that I feel like doesn't get a lot of attention paid to. And if you think about like the MCU and when they announced Guardians, people are like, ugh, Guardians, really? And I think New Mutants, similarly, you can get away with a lot more because there's not as devoted of a fan base to the source material. Yeah. And I really liked the idea that they were going to do something different and make this like a horror movie. Like I was very interested in that. That's partially why I'm so intrigued by uh doctor strange too. Yeah. Although that might even change a little bit. Cause I have, I think I heard something about either the writer or the director. I think they lost leaving the director. project recently. Yeah. So I don't know how much of it's going to change now, but it's cool. Cool. In theory. I just, I'm worried about like all the problems that have plagued it. I think I think what you just said like nails it. Like in theory, I think there's a lot of things that could be really cool about this movie. It's just we've heard so many negative things and negative things from people involved also. <laughs> so, you know, that doesn't which is never a good look. No. And I will say this, like the writing team on this movie does nothing to help its case. At least in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Nat Lee, who is uh one of the writers on it, he is most known for Kidnap, which was the Holly Berry movie that came out a few years ago where Holly Berry's like in the car. Granted, I think he was mainly a producer on it, but that's like his like most well-known credit. And that movie got pushed back uh, multiple times and it got thrown out in like January because they were just like, whatever. And then Josh Boone is both the director and the writer on it. As a director, he did The Fault in Our Stars, the uh, one that came out in 2014. Okay. But yeah, like nothing that you would really get like excited about. I think he he may have been a producer on one of the X-Men movies. It was either f- first class or it was 
what was the shitty one that just came out? Dark Phoenix. Yeah, it may have been Dark Phoenix. Well, I hope not for his sake and all of our sakes. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. But anyway, the writing team and the directing team doesn't really get me stoked. Yeah, I mean, the cast seems pretty good. Like, there's not anybody in there who I necessarily think would be shit. The cast is the best thing about this movie. Like, if there's going to be a saving grace, it's going to be the cast. Yeah, and last week we were just talking about how we both really like Anya Taylor-Joy. I just, I hope this movie is at least decent, or at least she's really good, just so that there's not a misstep in her career. Because we were just talking about how she's been killing it, especially with the roles that she's been getting. Mm -hmm. I really want to see her kill it in this. Yeah. I actually, like, her and Maisie Williams, I think, are both great. And then, I like Charlie Heaton. Stranger Things, I think he's one of the better uh, actors in the in the in the show. Yeah, I just haven't seen him in a lot outside of that. Yeah, I, it's tough because on the surface, I think a, you know a horror movie. This is PG thirteen. I just looked it up, but on the surface, a, a PG thirteen you know X Men movie could be really cool. I also think X Men is like a good property to do that with because it's it's a lot darker than a lot of the other like Marvel properties. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I feel like X Men is always total line that they didn't actually do in a lot of the other the other comics yeah i think if we hadn't heard so many negative things about this i probably would be very excited for it honestly i think i'm still excited a little bit because i'm still a nerd i'm still a big marvel fan and especially x-men and even though this is it's x-men adjacent but like barely yeah i just want to see what it is i want to see if it's as bad as everyone says it is but I also, I don't want to walk into it with any sort of preconceived notions of, you know, it's going to be shit or anything like that. Like, I'll, I'm going to watch this with an open mind because I want it to succeed. I want it to be good. Yeah. I, I hope it's actually, like, decent or, you know, good. It'd be really awesome if it was good, honestly. But when you hear things like that from the people involved, that's when it, like, really worries me. Yeah. Similar things happened with Dark Phoenix, too. Yeah. And you know what? Like if this was something that like Disney was putting out like two years from now or something, I think I'd be a lot more confident. But they've put out, at least in my opinion, like two stinkers in a row. And in general, like the X-Men franchise, like what Fox did with it, there's only like three or four movies that I even like. (laughs) So yeah, out of like the nine or ten they did. Yeah. Like one has problems, but I still like it. I think a lot of that's nostalgia for me. I really like yeah. two. I love Logan. And then there's a few that I can like kind of get behind. Like First Class, I'm okay with. And Days of Future's Past, I'm okay with. But like, did not like nah, Days of Future Past, I really liked. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, you know, three is terrible. Dark Phoenix is terrible. I did not like Cocklips. All the Wolverine movies besides Logan, I think, are buns. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just happy that Disney has this now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be excited to see how the MCU brings in mutants. That's going to be hard. It's going to yeah. be challenging. Mm-hmm. Not feeling like you jumped a shark because it's a huge thing. Like, oh, all of a sudden there's mutants or, oh, there have been mutants this whole time and nobody noticed. Yeah, I don't know. And and it's, you know, the X-Men comics and stuff like that. They've got a lot of the, like the social dynamic to it where regular humans hate the mutants and the mutants are kind of like in hiding. Like it feels like from what they've established in the MCU that that would be hard to bring in. They got to find like a clever way to do it, I think. Multiverse. Yeah, something like that. Doctor Strange is going to bring them in. You think so? Either that or they're going to use um, Scarlet Witch. Almost do like a reverse House of M. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's a thing from the comics. Basically, 
It's it's actually gnarly. So and it's referred to in new X Men comics when they did the Dawn of X, which is this new run they're doing. Which is I, I'm not reading all of the ones now because they're doing it where it's like it's six different series that are running concurrently, and they're all linked to each other. And I'm like I'm not buying six different comics like every other week. You know? Yeah. I mean that's not how they're released. It's like one a week. But I'm like I'm not buying six different series and they're unlimited series. Like I'm not going to do it, but powers of X and house of X were fucking incredible. And they refer to house of M periodically because it's known as one of the, I think it's the largest mutant genocide outside of Genosha. Now I'm getting really nerdy, but, (laughs) but basically Scarlet, Witch, she used her powers and said three words, no more mutants. And it, like, killed the mutant X gene, like, in most mutants across the world. Like, the number of mutants went from, these aren't real numbers, but it was, like, number of mutants went from, like, 10 million to, like, 6,000. Damn. Yeah, it was gnarly. And it's, like, this whole this whole crazy storyline and uh, trying to reset the balance. And, yeah, awesome stuff. But maybe that's how they do it. Maybe um, something in... Doctor Strange in the multiverse doing stuff with Scarlet Witch and you know they they end up fucking something up in the main timeline and then boom mutants. I I'm excited. You know what is a little bit of a bummer for me? I feel like the casting that they had on some of the X-Men like originally were just so spot on. It's a bummer that like we yeah. couldn't have gotten Hugh Jackman in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's enough people out there who could do a good job at that though. Don't I'm like Patrick Stewart as Professor X, like that was really like that, that would have been so awesome. Perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's a few that I'm like, damn, it would have been so sick if he could have gotten that in the MCU. Yeah. That being said, I think James McAvoy did a great job. Yeah. So like who's to say that someone else couldn't do like as good of a job, you know? Yeah, people are out there. I think I think they'll be fine. I trust the MCU's casting though. No, they've been great. Like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, their casting decisions where you're on the surface when it happens, you're like, that's kind of weird. And then it's perfect. You'll never see Iron Man not be Robert Downey Jr. now. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. You got anything else on this, though? I don't. Let us get out of here before we get pushed back another year. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're talking Bloodshot. Yeah, we fucking are. <laughs> David Wilson. That's his name, but he credits himself in this movie as David S.F. Wilson. Uh, he's the director. This is his first time directing a film. David still fucking Wilson. <laughs> yep. I'm still fucking Wilson. Oh, man. Like, that's weird. It's like, so like. Poor Wilson. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could take that a couple ways. But I was going to say, Dave Wilson, though, he's, he's a first time director. And the only other things that he's really had credits on are visual effects departments. And only one of them is a, is a movie, and that's Avengers Age of Ultron. The rest of it, basically oh. all of his IMDb after that, is all video games. So he's a first-time director who's mainly only worked on video games. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, like, I mean, granted, some of those video games, I'm like, wow, man, I love that game. Like, Bioshock Infinite he worked on, and, like, Mass Effect 2, and, like, The Force Unleashed 2, and stuff like that. So he's worked on good games. Ooh. But, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. <laughs> Especially Mass Effect, now that you said that. Yeah. The writers on this, 
uh, Jeff Wadlow. He's been killing the game lately because he his last three movies have been Fantasy Island and Truth or Dare, and then the uh, True Memoirs of an International Assassin, which was the um, Kevin James movie where he plays like a James Bond light. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, and then say uh, James Bond light, but I think you mean James Bond heavy. <laughs> I wasn't going to be mean like that. <laughs> Kevin James Bond. <laughs> Eric Heisinger, he's uh, the other writer on this, and a lot of his credits are reboots, but he does have one writing credit that I'm like, how did this happen? So he did the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. He did Final Destination 5. He did the Thing reboot. He did Bird Box. And then he's the writer on Arrival. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Whoa. How, yeah, I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> Hard left turn. Yeah. So and that movie's very well written. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that Arrival has two writers on it, <laughs> or maybe four. Maybe yeah. He he offered a couple of lines. Like, what if Jeremy Renner said this? They'd be like, whatever, dude. We'll add it in. Yeah, just get away from us. Go write that movie about a game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. In general, the the writing and directing team is not something that would get you very excited. Vin Diesel, he's your main character. He plays Ray Garrison. AKA Bloodshot. I don't know if they ever used the word Bloodshot in this movie, but that's who he plays. I think they did. They refer to him once or twice. Do they? Okay. Isaac Gonzalez. I actually like her a lot. She plays Katie, but she was in Baby Driver. She was also in Alita Battle Angel. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, nice. And she's also gonna be she's also gonna be in Godzilla vs. Kong. She's really making a name for herself. Yeah. I mean, I like her a lot in Baby Driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, Guy Pierce, though, he plays Dr. Emil Harding. He's basically uh, your baddie. He's playing someone very similar to his Iron Man 3 villain. <laughs> yeah, for real. Tech genius who's also a scumbag. Yeah, basically. But movies that were actually good that he was in, Memento, uh, L.A. Confidential. You're damn right. Yeah. Lamorne well, Morris, though, I actually like him a lot because I'm a big fan of New Girl. Uh, he plays Wilfred Wiggins. <laughs> he, he was also in Game Night, which came out, was that two years ago? He was in Jumanji, The Next Level, which came out last year. Nice. Yeah, I, I knew him from New Girl, too, and I like him. Yeah, yeah, I like him, too. I think he's good in that show. And then the, there's two kind of uh, like bad other bad men that... <laughs> uh, two other bad guys. Uh, Sam Hewen oh, he plays Jimmy Dalton, and then Toby Keeble plays um, Martin Axe. Toby Keeble, though, he actually has like a few credits, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like He was in like the Planet of the Apes movies, and he was in Destroyer. And he was in Kong Skull Island, which I know you like. So he's also in Fant Four Stick, though. That's Doctor Doom. So, oh okay, yeah, but yeah, man. So there's a couple of people I like. Guy Pierce, I like uh, Isaac Gonzalez. I'm not a, I and I like uh, Lamorne Morris. I think he's he's funny, but I'm not a big Vin, Vin Diesel fan. So I have heard. <laughs> I guess where do you want to start with this? Because my notes, I filled up almost a whole page in the first 15 minutes. I'll start with this because I feel like there's a lot of places we can go off of this. I thought this movie was rated R. This is the most PG-13 movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be rated R too. Yeah, and like I say that in that, you know when you go and see like an act, like a cheesy generic action movie that's meant for teenagers and there's so many scenes that like, I'm like, who fuck thought this was cool besides like a teenage boy? You know what I mean? Dude, I'm so happy you said that. Do you want to know my first note? What is it? It is, they really wanted this to be a D-bag action flick. <laughs> and then I, I work myself through the checklist. Generic army talk? 
Check. Uh, like a one-man army super soldier as your main character? Check. Slow-mo explosions? Check. Hot lady boobs and a sex joke? Check. That's the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All of that happens. Five minutes. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's there's moments like I could not stop laughing at how cheesy and like just like douchey some of these action moments were later on in the movie. This is gonna be hard for me to like not like spoil certain moments, but like there's one where Isaac Gonzalez sets off an explosion. I lost it. Oh, <laughs> oh God! When she's walking in, both when she's walking in, and then she just stares at it. And they literally should have played the Lonely Island song. <laughs> cool guys don't look at explosions. Okay, that was one of the moments where I slapped my head. <laughs> I I just threw my head, my hand at my forehead, like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Slow motion walking with these these red smoke bombs because bloodshot <laughs> oh so bad and cheesy i'm like do they think this is cool yeah it was it so took forever bad. yeah it was so long there were other moments that like had me just dying but one that the moment that i was actually like brandon get in here you need to see this was when he plays uh, catch with the rocket launcher <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh that's some good stuff yeah, but in in general, yeah, like there's a lot of like kills in this movie. There's a lot of people that die. There's a lot of people that get blown up, but there's zero blood and there's so many scenes that are like feel like they're just like designed to make like a little teenage boy cream himself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that that was how they tested their audience, probably. And I thought about this too. Do you think that Vin Diesel's I can't lose any fights contract applies to this movie as well. Oh, a hundred percent. This is, this is the superhero designed for his contract. Like, okay, Vin Diesel, here's the deal. You're going to die in the beginning of the movie, but it's so that you can become a superhero who literally cannot die and you win everything. You are an unstoppable force. Nothing will phase you. <laughs> He's a, uh, which is yes for Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's like, I'm only coming if my tank top can come. Yeah. <laughs> if his tank top comes, I come. <laughs> exactly. I uh, I thought about that, though, because I was like, he's literally unstoppable. And that like, I was wondering if, if that like, I can't lose a fight thing applied to this movie as well. Because you told me that about the Fast and Furious movies. And that just pissed me off because I was like, are you like that makes your character so not engaging at all because you can't be stopped like there's nothing to you and that applies to this movie because the main character is like just like a hollow husk of a reuter <laughs> like he has yeah you would think that this character would be like an emotionally tormented character or like at least show some sort of emotion like I, like i don't know confusion that he came back from the dead or sadness that like he lost his wife instead he's just like angry and then really impressed by how much he can bench <laughs> yeah and dude there's so much wrong there's so much wrong with this he immediately is a master of his of this brand new technology that he literally just heard about like mm -hmm. there's no learning curve he's just like what happened you were dead oh well I'm fucking awesome <laughs> yeah that's <what> the <laughs> <laughs> like 
And he just goes about his life. He's just like, I'm going to kill this guy. Kill my wife, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, it's so bad. In general, like, it's not even his character. Like, all the characters have nothing to them. Like, I couldn't oh, even no. tell you what the villain's, like, like, what his goal was. I don't know either. Like, why did he need those people dead? Like, I don't know. Well, he needed them dead because they were going to snitch on what he was doing. Oh, okay. But what was he doing? Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like he was doing some cool shit. He was like, yeah, man, I'm saving soldiers. Like, you know, I'm giving people second chances. And then he's like, yeah. but I really need this <laughs> this guy with a beard to die. Also, I need that European terrorist who dances dead, too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that was like, also, like, that was one of the weirdest, like, ways to set up a terrorist. Because, like, I feel like... a. In a, like most movies, they would just have them like not speaking English, and then this guy just like comes in and he's speaking like pretty like normal English, and he's dancing in like this like winter coat, even though it looks hot as hell outside. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's that's real life. I mean, it, it must have been hot as hell outside, considering the entire movie is fucking orange. Oh, dude, yeah. There's problems, dude. <laughs> There's problems, like. All right, so I don't understand. I don't understand his powers at all, and maybe that's my fault because I I didn't read the comics. Bro, nanite tech. <laughs> right, <laughs> but if that's the case, all right, all right, maybe I gotta save that for the end because it is literally the end of the movie. There's a huge problem with his power set, especially by the end of it, but. Before getting to that, because we were talking about how like all of these characters have nothing to them. This movie feels like it could be a sequel to Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, without the cool world building. Yeah, exactly. Like this could be like early Alita, like the the friggin' the cyborg henchmen villains, and it's like this guy's got four arms and this guy's got super legs or whatever. Uh, I also thought that was hilarious because it's like, yeah, he lost his legs. So we gave him like these new and improved legs. And then at the ending, he's like, yeah, I lost my legs, but I also got a back implant so I can have four arms like General Grievous. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. And it looked awful. Like the CGI in this is terrible. And can we stop having robot motorcycles? Yeah. (laughs) The action at some points I thought was okay. That is like I'm it, I'm stretching a little bit, but dude, there's so much slow mo. Yeah, like there's a lot of slow mo. There's a lot of times where there's an entirely CGI character that looks fake as shit, like on screen. When Isaac Gonzalez's character gets into like like mini scuffle where she like smokes a cigarette in front of a guy and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Like that scene, if you go back and watch it, her face is completely blurry because they clearly had a double and they couldn't like cover up like who, who the double was. That's so weird. Why would you need a double for that scene of all things? Yeah, it was it was bad. But like there's a few moments like when he when he goes into like the, the tunnel, like some of that was like fine. Like some of that was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That was a <laughs> lot of slow mo again though. Oh yeah, it was a ton of slow mo. It was also like very red. But like Oh, so red. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to like find something here. Good luck. <laughs> I was I was trying to. I didn't want to just like hate on it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to this with an open mind. It's a comic book movie. I don't know the source material, but that might make it easier to like it because I won't know if it's messing anything up. 
Then I'm watching it. And I'm like, this has to be messing it up. I've actually heard that the um, storyline that they're basing this off of is like fairly accurate. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, then remind me not to read that comic book. <laughs> what What is um What is Bloodshot? It's like um, it's not Valiant. Va- Valiant. Yeah, I was gonna say Vagrant, but I knew that wasn't right. So they will actually like they have the rights to this. This is Sony, right? Sony has the rights to Valiant uh, comics. Maybe I heard that this was like they wanted to like start like a like a VCU like a Valiant cinematic universe, and this is like their first like movie for it. And like yeah, okay. And I I heard like a big thing for them was like they didn't want it to feel like this was gonna be like like they didn't want it to feel the way that um like uh, Batman vs Superman did where it was like we're just going to throw all these characters in or like the mummy where it's like trying too hard to make a universe, which like, I guess they yeah. did because they didn't really like allude to that, but this product's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't the one to do it. No, don't build your franchise on Vin Diesel. No, 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 no. The, the first fast and furious movie was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And then that, that was just the right place, the right time. And you had Paul Walker, who was carrying most of the real acting. Yeah. Vin Diesel's acting in this does not do any favors for it. And, like, I don't even know if he's, like, that bad of an actor. Like, I feel like he's just in bad movies. But he's actually been in some dramas, like, earlier in his career. And those he's actually pretty decent in. But he's in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so I don't like. I don't even know if he's that bad. I think it just might might be like these are the movies he's in and they're all dookie. But well, that's actually one of my notes, too, because I wrote I'm like, I got to give Vin Diesel credit in this. Anytime I've seen Vin Diesel in a movie, he always looks like he's trying. He's just never very good. Yeah, I don't think he ever phones it in. I think if 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 he's bad in a movie or if he's in a bad movie, it's not that he's not trying. I think it's just he he says yes to whatever comes across his desk, and it's mostly dog shit. I, I don't think he has a good enough filter to tell him when something is douchey or not. I think he's just, he's a walking bottle of Axe body spray, <laughs> and he doesn't know how to say no to dog shit, so he ends up acting in things with terrible scripts, and he gives it 100%. But when you give 100% to dog shit, you look like dog shit. Yeah. yeah. But you nailed that dog shit. <laughs> you were great in this, man. Well, let's think he's not good in it, though, because it's so bad. And he doesn't... I don't think he's charismatic enough to transcend a dog shit script. I think other actors can be in bad movies and still be entertaining. I think he is a sponge that soaks up whatever the script is and whatever the rest of the movie is. He doesn't, he doesn't break out of any role he's in. Yeah. He's like, I was going to say though, like he was like pretty good in find me guilty, which is like one of his dramas from like early two thousands, I think. And uh, yeah, you said saving private Ryan. Like, I feel like there's things that he's been in where you're like, Oh wow. Like, yeah, you can actually be like, you know, good and stuff. But yeah, like he ends up taking these roles. And when the script is like bad like this, he just looks even worse. And I feel like in a lot of these douchey action movies, they just have him there to be like angry. <laughs> they just have him there to be like really yeah. like pissed off the whole time. Be a tough guy. Hey, can, for this scene, can you whisper? And then for the next scene, can you yell? I'm Groot. Well, yeah, that's the only way you can get him into the MCU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They took one look at him and go, you get three lines. <laughs> or you get three words. Yeah, that's it. That's all we're giving you. Yeah. 
just in general, man, there's there's so many things in this that just don't work. I mentioned how everything is orange. I just wanted to say this, like go like elaborate in case you didn't know what that meant. Like a majority of this movie is they color graded it with a yellow tint and it looks awful. And that was like one of like the big standout things from 2019. When I saw Rim of the World, I was like, what is this? This looks so bad. Like this is like one of the worst looking movies I've seen like in a while. And this is on par with that. Like visually, I hated looking at this thing. Like just, it was so ugly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty garbage. Yeah, like the whole like aesthetic of it looks like trash. And then, yeah, like you said earlier, like I think a lot of the CGI and stuff that should be eye candy does not look very good. No. If you made this movie pre Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I'd be like, this is pretty cool. Maybe. <laughs> also, if I was my age when I was pre Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I would have been into this. <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, Triple X is a cool movie. <laughs> the return of Xander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. The first one, I was like, this movie's pretty cool. And then you watch it later and you're like, whoa, the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa. I was 12. Oh. <laughs> That's what was wrong with me. <laughs> but now, modern day, this shit doesn't work. You can't you can't be making movies like this. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is really bad. It's it's, it's upsetting. If you told me that this movie wasn't not a not a netflix original but like a crackle original i'd be like yeah <laughs> it makes sense that it's on crackle yeah i wanted to get into this just because i thought this was hilarious but like this is more of a writing thing but they i said it already like his character is written awful the the main villain his character is written pretty awful because you don't know what anybody's like motivation is but that applies to everybody and i never understood the like relationship or like the intrigue between Isaac Gonzalez's character and Vin Diesel because they have like five conversations and then she's like I must save him like this and that and they also kind of establish that she doesn't like the doctor from the get-go but like she, you never find out why and it sounds like he saved her life so like something must have happened so I don't get her relationship to the main character I don't get her relationship to the villain and I I also don't get the two side henchmen's beef with Vin Diesel's character. <laughs> I have no idea. She lady, she no need story. I, I guess so. But I was I was gonna say, like, I wonder if you thought this was hilarious. One the basically like the moment that you realize that those henchmen are bad, the way that they the way that they set it up is like like, oh yeah. When he's on the table? Yeah, when he's on the table, and they're like Oh yeah, oh, this God. guy is so bad. He's so bad. He's gonna spit his gum out and stick it under the table. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Did you laugh at that? Cause I lost, dude. It. There's so many. There's so many lines like that in this movie where it's either a tough guy line that it just isn't tough and it's so douchey and not cool that you that you just roll your eyes or you you laugh at it, but then. The comedy in this. Oh, I was gonna get that to that. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. It's so not funny, but not so like when they want to be cool. That's what's funny because it's so not. And then the comedy is so not funny that you can't even crack a smile at it. You're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I like Lamorne Morris, and he is not funny in this like at all. <laughs> 
No, but I don't think it's his fault. It's horrible writing. It's yeah, some of the worst writing. jokes I've ever heard. I, I thought this, and like, this didn't bother me, but like, I was kind of surprised that they had a Kobe joke in this movie. Did they? I missed that. Yeah, he, Lamar Morris like turns around and throws a basketball like over his shoulder and he goes, Kobe, and he like completely misses. Oh, well, I'm sure this was made before he passed. Yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure, sure it is also. I'm just, well I'm just surprised before. it wasn't cut because that's not something that's integral. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, not at all. They're like, we need it to honor him. Kobe would have wanted to be in this movie. That, that's kind of what I thought it was like. It was to honor him. But wouldn't you think that he would make it then if it was to honor him? Yeah, maybe they thought that they were funnier than they were. Obviously, they thought they were funnier than they were. Yeah. The writers on this need to be put down. <laughs> I, like, take take their writers guild cards. Like, remove them from whatever union they're in. Get them out of here. <laughs> I don't want to see them anymore. This is, or at least, don't write comedy because this is the the worst worst humor I've ever seen in my life. I don't think even at like twelve or thirteen, I would have thought any of this was funny. <laughs> the part in the beginning where. This was another like huge douchey moment, but like the one guy's like, Yeah, man, like I got six inches, and they're like, Six inches ain't big enough, buddy. <laughs> oh god. I I wrote that down at some point. I was like, sick dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, and then like he like walks up to like the his he walks up to his boss and he's basically like, Hey man, could you give me a metal schlong? <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. And that scene was was played out for so long and didn't need it. It's like, oh, do you have a particular body part that you need enhanced? And he's like, because then like a lady walks in, he's like, forget it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so wh- where do you want to go from here? Do you have, because we got to, we got to pick apart a few scenes. Yeah. Well, let's blow the doors open on spoilers. And let's uh, let's talk freely. Okay, I'm glad that I can talk freely about Bloodshot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this and only this. After this, you put a button on it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Really, for me, because we already touched on the things that were my biggest eye rolls, especially when she was walking in with the smoke. I want to talk about legs and the way he was hoofing it. <laughs> okay. That CGI was so. I mean, it goes back to that point that we made, but. It looked awful. <laughs> it was so bad. It, oh my God. And this guy, the the director or whoever used to work on video games, it's like, you don't look at that and go like, it looks bad even for a video game. And now you're trying to put it in a real world setting. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that whole chase scene was so stupid. Yeah, the ch- like, chase scene, I thought, I actually heard, heard some people being like, oh, the chase scene was kind of dope. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, it was not cool. Yeah, that, so that was a big wackadoodle moment. But the biggest thing that bothered me is really like the culmination of like the climax and the end. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything you want to touch on before we talk about the finale. Um, I think the finale is like, like, y- it was funny because I split my viewing up into two sections. I watched the first like hour and 10 minutes of this movie last night. And then this morning I picked it up and watched the last half hour. And I, nice. and we were texting about like, if you know, we were recording tonight and stuff like that. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, we're good. I was like, I actually have to watch like finish watching uh bloodshot, but I've only got a half hour left. And you just wrote back like, 
that's where all the gold is. And that was, <laughs> it did not disappoint because the climax of this movie is just bananas. And, uh, yeah, dude. and in, in particular, like I rewound it twice. Actually, I watched it two times because I was just having such a great time laughing at it. But like the elevator shaft scene has so much good shit in it. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, th- that's good stuff. <laughs> Them just fighting out there. I mean, you can't see anything because it's it's all CGI. It's 100% CGI, that whole scene. Yeah. My favorite part, though, is where they knock him off the elevator and they're like, he can't survive. Oh, and survi- then he lands on another elevator. Yeah, they're like, he can't survive <laughs> this. And then he just like just like goes up above them like on the other elevator like, take that, bitches. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, man, this guy just won't die. And yeah. it's like, duh, you know that already. <laughs> and, then, and then the other part, when the elevator eventually like, like gets destroyed and they're like hanging on the two henchmen are yeah. friends like they're they've been there for a while they're friends oh, yeah and then and then the one, to hang on yeah and then the one guy dies he slips and he falls to his death and then his friend goes i told him to hang on <laughs> like, what yeah oops <laughs> <laughs> oh, is no th- nobody has any emotion in this movie no no what did you expect if anybody had any emotion in the movie, it would require Vin Diesel to show emotion, and we know he can't. <laughs> That's why they made him a tree in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I do have actually a big question for you, but hit on a few moments if you got them. I really only got one. Okay, and it involves his his whole being. His what is Bloodshot? Because he can survive because of this nanotech, and it like recovers for him, like as he's injured. So like if he gets shot, it immediately just starts patching him up and it's how he gets away with all of this stuff. And he can just kind of like rebuild himself. But at the end, friggin' uh, Wiggins or Wiggles or whatever his name is in the van is monitoring the, the nanotech and seeing how much, like how long it's going to last. And he's like looking like monitoring it. And it's like, getting down to zero and he's like, they're going to be out of capacity and he's just going to die. Like the nanotech's going to shut down. Why didn't it? Oh, I have no idea. It was at zero. You should have been dead. <laughs> yeah. What made it survive? It's just like, oh, because you're cool. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've got big muscles. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't under, they never explained like because of this thing and like, because a lot of times in superhero movies and even if you look at uh, Captain America. Captain America isn't a superhero because he got the super soldier serum. He is a superhero because he was able to withstand and he's the only person to to survive the experiments at that time because I like later in the comics like you find out other people had been doing it. Yeah. That's how you get like uh, Winter Soldier stuff like that. But but that's the source of the power. It's not it's not the thing that gave him power. It's the power that he had all along. We never learn what that is with him. Oh, it's just yeah. like, oh, you're supposed to be dead. I'm not dead. Okay, cool. Where do you want to go next? <laughs> yeah, man. I, cu- I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't tell us. I have no idea. And I didn't read the comics, but I'm pretty sure in the comics, they would tell you why he is able to, to do what he does and why he is who he is. Well, it's, it's f- this movie. Nope. It's funny because explosions, fights, the end. <laughs> It's it's funny though because in the comics like 
I, I know like a tiny bit, but I know like in the comics, like if he gets shot, it actually hurts him. Like he gets hurt, but he can like heal back. Right. But in this, he like, he like basically is like, beat me up, buddy. Like he just, he, he like, he, he like gets yeah. in the way oh, he's of no bullets. selling. <laughs> yeah. He's no selling everything. Yeah. And then, but then like, and he's doing it for like the majority of the movie and it's not a problem. But then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, it's, it's supposed to be like, oh no, the nanites. <laughs> oh yeah so i didn't i didn't get any of that the other thing that i didn't get and maybe it was just because like i was just like i i didn't give a shit to think enough about it but like how how did he die they never tell us yeah okay so that that is it they, he didn't you never find out who how he died no because when we are jumped into the story it's through one of those those like sim- cycles yeah, that he's in. simulations it's, it's right so we never learned how he died i guess it's assumed he just died he just died in battle or something okay does that also like, mean that those while sci- he was discharged does that also mean that those scientists created that like wet dream sequence where he's like banging his wife they must have <laughs> some perfy dude with a computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude he's like the guy in the matrix who's like you see the lady in the red dress i put her in there <laughs> exactly you see the woman with the side boob? <laughs> I put her in there. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I I thought the same thing. So I was like, okay, so because I actually thought like the twist was like kind of cool. Like I expected it the movie to be so generic that it was just gonna play out like a bullshit revenge movie. So like the little twist, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then when they didn't actually explain anything, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like yeah, you did like so. How did he die? So I guess and uh, he didn't even ask. Yeah, he was never like, wait, so if. If this has all been a simulation, how did I die? Yeah, he, he didn't ask. And it's crazy because, like, the first scene of the movie is, like, a scene of him. And you're like, yeah, this is why he's so good at his job. Because he's, like, super smart. And he's, like, just the the baddest. He's the, the baddest dude. And then, and, then, and then, like, it wasn't real. So I guess he's just a shitty soldier that got yeah. shot in the chrome. <laughs> in, the cr- in the cranium. <laughs> yeah. I almost said Dude. Chrome Dome because I watched Star Wars the other day, and that's one of the worst lines from uh, episode uh, eight from The Last Jedi. Oh, uh, dude, this movie had no thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no care taken. There's, I mean, maybe, maybe they were trying to be real to the source material, and maybe in doing so taught us a valuable lesson that sometimes it's good to take artistic liberties and change some things up so that it can actually make sense as a movie. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not going to hold this movie against the comic book. You know, like I would, I'm actually intrigued to read some bloodshot comics now and just be like, what is this story? Because this movie did not tell me damn near any of it. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, that's the thing. Like there's been a few bad movies recently, like action movies where I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what the motivation is for the, for the bad guy. Like I could, I couldn't even tell you like, why they're even doing the things that they're doing. Like Hellboy was like that last year. And, uh, and this is another one of those. I, I'm just like, I don't know what any character's motivation is in this movie. Nor should you. <laughs> You're asking too much, Colin. You should know by now. Yeah. I, it's, it's a bad thing when someone questions what, uh, your main character is motivated to do. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things they didn't care to think about for this movie, but I have a question. What's the question? Assuming you got no more notes because I'm tapped out. Yeah, no, I'm tapped out. Cool. 
Do you have, then, the tomato tomatoes? I do. Tomato, tomato. Tomato. I'm sure this is going to be great. <laughs> oh. Tomato, the critics, they're bringing this in at 29%. Woof. Yeah, that's like, Worst that's, of the double deuce so far for us. Yeah, that's a big time F. It's a, it's a heavy F. Fat fucking F. Yeah. F minus minus. Tomato, though, the audience... They're kind of digging this. No. They got this out of 78. So it's... Uh, All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here. The show's over. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm over it. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. God damn it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, it's, it's C+. Plus. I got it... Um, <sighs> You know what's crazy? It, I'm pretty sure that the audience score for this is higher than the audience score for Emma. Yeah, Emma was that a 72. Like, how shitty is that? I don't get it. I mean, I get it, I guess. I think this has more broad appeal than Emma would. This is just a douchey action flick. Yeah, but, like, I feel like even people who are, like, mindless that love douchey action flicks should realize that this is a really shitty douchey action flick. Oh, there's better bullshit action movies that you can go see. Yeah, but like, like that's the thing. Like when when you when the, you're the type of person that just wants to see like explosions and stuff like that, can't you at least compare your bullshit action movies to each other and be like, like you know what I mean? Like this is bad out of this is the baddest of the bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess not. Uh, yeah, apparently not. Well. I think obviously I'm going tomato mm-hmm. and I gave it an A plus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I'm going tomato and it's a fucking F. Yeah. I I also went tomato and I also went with an F. See, I was expecting something similar to um I think Guns Akimbo was like they were both I think Fs and I didn't even give that movie an F. Yeah. But I was expecting this movie to be like, all right, maybe critics will have it at like an 18, but audiences will have it in like the 40 range or something like that, you know? I figured there would be a difference. Audiences would like it better. I was not expecting the fucking high 70s. Yeah. (laughs) It's bad, man. It's bad. I'm a little upset. The audience score usually upsets me. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when it comes to movies like this. It's just, it hurts. It hurts inside. Yeah, man. I, you know, what's funny though. Like when, when I was watching it, like the movie started up and immediately I was like, the color grading in this is whack. What the fuck is this? And then <laughs> the, the acting is dog shit. But then I like, I sat back for like a second. This is like 10 minutes into the movie. And I was like, you know what? Like this could probably be way worse. Let's see where this goes. And I actually thought to myself for maybe the first 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, this probably isn't an F. Like, this is probably like a D minus, but I'm probably not even going to fail this thing. And then it just kept getting way worse. Like, it got worse than I could have even imagined. Yeah, I was I was giving it a chance. I was, I was, I don't want to say I was digging it, but I was just like, okay, I see what they're doing. I, I get all that. I think the nail in the coffin was just the, the horrible comedy. And then especially the, the, the worst, some of the worst CGI I think we've seen in a, in a minute. <laughs> That elevator scene, just the fall down. One part that kills me is like they're falling and then he grabs him in midair and throws him again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and okay, like propels him right. even like more. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm already falling, dude. Oh, I didn't. I'm just falling more. I didn't even bring this up. This is another moment I had. 
the workout montage in this is legendary. Oh, dude. There's there's a lot of montages. There's that one. And how long was the montage for the dude putting on his extra arms? <laughs> it was really long. Yeah. It took forever. And it kept cutting back to him just looking at a knife. Not even doing anything with it. Not sharpening it, cleaning it. Just kind of like checking out this knife. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, this is a good one. Look at it. Look, at, I like the way it looks in my hand. Cut back. <laughs> bolting in his arms, cutting back, be like, "Yeah, this is the fucking knife. This is the yep, knife. I'm this is use. a knife. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it like this." <laughs> so dumb. When when we do our Instagram posts for this movie, I demand that one of them be the screenshot of him lifting the weight and just like giving it that dumb smile. Yes, because I I'll, I'll put that on you. I, you find it. I laughed so hard at that. I should have branded that. I was like, look at this. Also, how awesome would it have been if just the entire foundation of that building collapsed when he started punching that that, that post? Oh, that would have been great. I was thinking about that. I'm like, dude, like, is he actually going to take down this entire building by punching through a pillar? <laughs> like, that's the other thing. Do, does the tech? I thought the tech was just to like help him repair damaged body parts and stuff. But it makes him super strong too. Like, oh yeah, apparently, like that—that that was something I knew that he could heal himself. I didn't know that he was supposed to be super strong. Like, and they didn't really give you a reason to believe it. They're basically just like, yeah, they repair the cells in your body, but you know, why can he punch through everything? That might actually just come with being Vin Diesel, because that's how he is in Fantastic, uh, <laughs> Fantastic Four. That's how he is in uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. I'm starting to wonder if Vin Diesel is strong or if it's the tank top that makes him strong. I think Vin Diesel is strong, but the tank top, like, really enhances it. Yeah, because he has the tank top in every movie. And in this movie, he's always wearing it. Sometimes it's black, sometimes it's white, but he's always wearing it. Yeah, you got to represent. <laughs> I think he has a deal <laughs> with, like, Hanes or something. Or maybe he can just, like, start making his own. Instead of, like, Ooh. guinea teas, he'd be, like, a Vinny T. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you I like get that? it. I'd buy them. <laughs> well, we did it, sort of. Yeah. Hopefully, the next episode we have is a uh, brings us more joy. I mean, all right. Well, this movie brought me some joy, but not in a good way at all. Yeah, it was upsetting. Yeah. But well, hopefully, the next one is a little bit more fun for us. This is our first F of the double deuce. Yeah. It is. It is the first step, actually. I didn't even think about that, but now, we, now we're here. Now we we broke the seal. <laughs> yeah. Now they're all gonna be F's. <laughs> now the floodgates are open. Yeah. I mean, this is my second F that I've witnessed this year. Oh, it's it's actually my first though. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. You haven't seen Downhill. No, I haven't. Get on it. What else you gotta do? Also, I'm sending you the picture of him doing the weights right now, so I can get your reaction. Nice. Oh yeah, let me get my phone. Let me bring it over here in my in my paws. Let me put it in my mitts. Just let me see what it <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that picture? Dude, it is pretty sweet. Um I'm digging it. I'll <laughs> I'll definitely put this up on Instagram because the swampies need to see this. Yeah, so now now the Swampies have something to look forward to. They'll hear this and they'll be like, oh, I want to know what that picture looks like. Yeah. Or they've seen the movie and they know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, dude. His 
his face doesn't even match his own face. Like the top half of his face is one emotion and then like the bottom half is doing a completely different emotion. <laughs> Maybe he's like Nicolas Cage where he'll give directors like multiple takes, but he gives directors multiple takes in one take. <laughs> yeah, with his with his face. <laughs> yeah. I also like how they they made the note to uh to cut off his his bald head at the eyebrows. <laughs> I think that that might be my favorite part is just the framing is so amateur. <laughs> Dude, this whole movie is so amateur. Oh, man. But it's funny because, like, they sacrificed, like, that. Like, they they didn't, like, just, like, pan out a little bit and, like, make it, like, yeah, that's how you would normally shoot that shot. Like, they sacrificed that literally so they could, like, get his, like, muscle and the giant barbell in the, in the shot. <laughs> well, that's what's really important. Exactly. Dude, we got to start making movies. I feel like we can do a lot better. Yeah, man. Let's, let's get on that. Yeah, now that uh, now that no movies are coming out. Yeah, I actually want to talk to you when we're done here. I have an idea for some stuff to shoot. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, I hope uh, I hope the Swampies appreciate what we're going through for them. I hope so, too, also. Yeah, it's not easy watching these movies at home. There's so many distractions. It's really hard. To get I, through. I definitely agree with that. I'm very much looking forward to going back to a movie theater and relaxing in a recliner and just soaking in and just 100 yeah. percent focus. Same. Yeah, I think it's funny because like I feel like a lot of people during this whole thing are like, man, I can't wait to just like be able to go back outside and like go to restaurants and like see my friends and we're like, I really can't wait to sit by myself in a dark theater, <laughs> away from the sunlight, true, away though. from outside. <laughs> I don't I don't need the sunlight. No like that noise. What's it gonna do for me? It's gonna give me skin cancer. I don't need that. Exactly. Exactly. But you swampies we'll do anything for you, really. Almost anything. Yeah, you know what? I take all of that back. I will barely do anything for you, swampies. <laughs> oh. What a turn. Yeah. I will put forth Vin Diesel you know, no, because Vin Diesel tries. I will put forth what's the director's name? Of of Bloodshot? Yeah. Dave Wilson? I'm going to give you Dave Wilson effort, Swampies, which is <laughs> damn near none. <laughs> I I still want to know why. he His name is Dave Wilson. He's credited on everything as Dave Wilson, but for this movie, when it comes up at the end, he wants to be called David S.F. Wilson. Maybe he thinks it makes him sound like a little bit more legit or something. Maybe. I don't know. It's not working. I saw your movie. I was almost wondering if it was like the the Greg Sestero thing where he was like doing it so it was like a cover up on his IMDb. Oh, maybe, but I doubt it. Remember, Greg Sestero grew out that beard for the room so people wouldn't be able to recognize him uh, from his IMDb page. It's genius, and I'm sure it worked. Yeah. Well, he had to shave it halfway through the movie. Yeah. Dude, I, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch The Disaster Artist during this whole quarantine thing. That's what I'm going to do. They they do they play it off differently in the disaster artist and the disaster artist he needs it to play a lumberjack but in real life he was just growing it out because he didn't want people to recognize him from the room. I I got you. I've I've heard the book. I've watched the movie. Thanks to you, I heard the book because you sent me a copy. Oh, you you listened to the audio book? I forgot that I sent it to you. Oh hell yeah, I dude I've listened to it twice. It's so good. Oh awesome. I love his Tommy impression. He's like perfect at it's it. It's so good. I don't know, maybe vampire trick. <laughs> I I quote that all the time because Logan is like that. Like, you put Logan in the car, he'll fall asleep. 
as you start driving around, he'll fall asleep. So like sometimes it's like, you know what, let's, let's wait a little while longer because then if we leave at this time and he falls asleep, that's a good nap time. And then when we get home, we could just transfer him onto the couch and he'll stay asleep. And then over recent months, it would be, we're driving the second we stop the car and not stop at a, a red light or a stop sign. He doesn't wake up for those, but the second we're stopped in our own driveway, he wakes up. And it always reminds me of that scene where, um, cause in the book, Greg Sestero was talking about it. He's like, we would go driving somewhere and he would make me drive and he would fall asleep. The second we're driving, as soon as we got to where we were going, he would wake up perfectly on time. And I'd be like, how do you always do that? He'd be like, I don't know, maybe vampire trick. <laughs> so now anytime Logan does that, I just look at Me- Megan and go, I don't know, maybe vampire trick. <laughs> Your son's a vampire. Yeah. The world is a vampire. <laughs> the pumpkins. world is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've gone off the rails. Too many beers. I'm going to have some more and then, uh, then you and I will continue our conversation off microphone. Cause I do want to run some things by you, but for now for the swampies, I want them to go to our social media at two dudes, movie reviews and check out all the stuff there. We're posting cool games. We're posting pictures of tigers that are for sale because we're going to get in that racket. Now <laughs> stick with the times strike while the iron's hot. Market's big for tigers right now. Um, but no, we're, we are posting Instagram games. We do the tomato tomatoes on there. It's good to just check in and see what's going on, especially because uh, I think we want to do another live stream soon. The last one was really fun. Yeah, I definitely want to do that soon. Yeah, and we want to do more polls and stuff, but we want to talk to you guys. So do that. Get your hands on the book. We already talked about how you can do that. And go to todosmoviereviews.com because it's our website if you couldn't figure it out because it's the name of our show plus a.com pretty solid domain getting right there i'm i actually like it would have bothered me if we didn't get it yeah who else is two dudes movie reviews just us it bothers me every time though that our twitter is not two dudes movie reviews well that's twitter's fault it's not even that that's taken it's that you literally cannot have it as your name yeah i know yeah it is it is twitter's fault it just bothers me yeah i think there were just two dudes movies yeah, it's two dudes movies. But you don't even need to worry about that because we don't post anything on Twitter. But however you want to support, we appreciate you. We're going to be coming out with a bunch of new stuff for you guys besides just the new episodes. We got some things that we're working on behind the scenes. So stay tuned. And until then, suck it, Swampies. <laughs> <laughs>